Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. All over the media, there has been a, a massive outcry of uh, anti-abortion stuff. Here is a montage of, uh, of, of some of the anti-Roe v. Wade montage. Here it is. War has been declared on the American woman. How dare they tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body? We are not going back. Yeah, they're trying to criminalize our bodies. Yes, they're trying to move toward states' rights, and we all know what states' rights <laughs> Okay, well, states' rights, that's another uh, dog whistle for, you know, I mean, from the left, by the way, they say when you say states' right, it means you're uh, racist. And, and the reason why they do that is because states' rights means you're a Republican. And so they want to call all Republicans racist. Thought you should know. Means. Okay, you know, geez, I mean, God, uh, wow, um, Elizabeth Warren. I'm sorry, I just had to because I have my my ear, my right eardrum is bleeding a little bit more. Recognize abortion as a fundamental right oh. because the founding fathers were racist, misogynist, jerk faces. Oh God, this is there's your in-depth analysis from MSNBC because the the founding fathers were racist, misogynist, jerk faces, poopy butts. I don't know what else do you have. Didn't believe that women had any <laughs> rights at all. Oh, Fifty shut years up. of rights, the fifty, the decades of president that has just been you know this is so ungodly selfish and sexist of the left in this country to think that the only right that women care about is the right to abort their baby isn't that remarkable isn't it just remarkable that that the left thinks the only thing this is a great way to really really insult women is to say, you know, all you really care about is abortion. Abortion, abortion, abortion. Yeah, um, abortion will drive you to the polls. You don't care about feeding your family. You don't care about, you know, being able to afford your home. You don't care about inflation. You don't care about filling your gas tank. All you care about is abortion. That's all you care about if you believe the left. Spit on and thrown away in this draft opinion. No one is safe. Hold on, hold on. Did she say spit on and thrown away? I think she was talking about the abortion process there. Overturning Roe will be a mass criminalization event. <laughs> Okay, there's, God, 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 there's Elizabeth Warren again. Ugh. Sorry, when I hear her voice, I just, you know, here we go. And honestly, at this point, I think we're all right to question the legitimacy of the court. It read like an anti-abortion activist wrote it, not a Supreme Court justice. These justices are <laughs> acting like this is somehow something that they have the right to change. They do, not uh, they, have- they do. See, they're Supreme Court justices. It's their job, actually. It's not to legislate for the bench. It's supposed, it's supposed to be able to uh, interpret the Constitution and apply the lies of the lies the the laws well if you're a leftist if you're on the left you're joe biden you'll be defending the lies but uh, to uh, to look at the constitution and decide things uh, if they're constitutional the right to change this and this supreme court has said they don't care they don't care about those women what they care about is imposing their extremist view on the rest of the country okay so wait 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 hold on hold on hold on what is an extremist view saying that uh, you want the states to decide if they want to legalize abortion and the extent to which they legalize abortion or nationalize abortion to birth and maybe beyond? Which is more extreme? Court is poised to inflict 
the greatest restriction of rights in the past 50 years. Quite a radical decision. The decision would be an abomination, an abomination. One of the worst ever in modern history. Not ever. <laughs> See fascism down the line here. Not ever. Not ever. Not ever. This is the kind of news that rocks your world as a woman. Women have barely had any rights. In this yeah, except for except for if you're a pro uh, pro uh, life woman, and you know, and you you want to have children. Uh, honestly, it, it is really, really stunning. And then, and then yesterday on the View, they decided to take this on, and this is hilarious because seventy nine year old Joy Behar uh, decided to issue the threat. Here's the threat that they're issuing: they are asking women around the world to stop putting out. All right. To stop putting out, to they are, and they're being mocked relentlessly. By the way, they're saying they want the women of the world to go on a sex strike led by 79-year-old Joy Behar. Women in the world have conducted sex strikes in history. In 2003, oh. a sex strike, a strike helped helped to end Liberia's brutal civil war, yes, and the did. woman who charged, who started it, was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 2009. Kenya- you know what? Here's the deal. I'm, you want to play that game? Do you want to play that game? What can we as men strike? What, what can we, how about the honeydew list strike? How about that? How about this weekend? I just don't do anything. You like that? You like that? You don't want to do a little butter? You know, fine. But, you know, uh, that's the threat. That's always the threat. It's like we're not going to put out. And, again, this is cheapens women again. This is what the left does. It cheapens women. Your only thing, the only thing a woman can do to fight the, the awful ruling by the Supreme Court is to not put out. I mean, uh, how base and stupid is that? Really, really, really stupid. It is an insult to all women, A, that you are hijacking the concept of choice, excluding every choice, but killing your baby before it's born, and then deciding you're going to punish all the men by not putting out. And women enforced a sex ban until political infighting ceased. Within one week, there was a stable government. You know, you want to you stop a sex, you want to start a sex ban, just sh- post a picture of joy on your headboard. That's all you need to do. Okay. Some of it could be right in the bedroom. Just saying. A sex strike. You know, I guess women don't need to be, I'll just go ahead and say it. Women do not need to be, uh, uh, they don't need to be elected to office. They don't need to be mayors of cities. They don't need to be, mayor, uh, you know, city council people. They don't need to be Congress people. All they need to do is stay at home and not put out whenever they see something they don't like or they want something to pass, piece of legislation that they want to, you know, keep a Supreme Court decision that they want to keep. Just stop putting out. That's what the left says you need to do as women. Congratulations. An issue that has been, obviously, it's owned by women to some degree, although I uh, like to say that I am uh, an inseminating person. But the left is saying that all you really can do is protest by not putting Putting out or storming a church this weekend, and that uh, the only choice you have is abortion, and uh, apparently having the child or maybe making a family with your sig other is not a choice. Only abortion. That's where we are today. That's how stupid this has gotten, and the stupid continues. Uh, we've got a ton of stuff we're going to get to. More on the abortion thing. Oh, you will not believe how bad Joe Biden is getting curb stomped in polling by Rasmussen before the election of 2024. In the 60s, we had LBJ. Now we have FJB. It's the Rob Carson Show. You knew that uh, if and when uh, Roe v. Wade uh, finally was gotten rid of, because it's terrible, 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 uh, 
the decision was stupid. If you've ever had a chance to read it, it was just it made no sense whatsoever. Uh, but it's it's uh, stood as uh, legal precedent for the last fifty years and sixty three million kids. It kind of depends on who you're listening to. About sixty million people. You know, Hitler smiling up from hell, going, "My gosh, you did." 60 million it took me six years to do it's a million people a year so well you guys do actually beat us because it's been 49 years they've been 60 million uh you know hitler from about 39 to 45 i guess right around there so uh you know wait way to go way to go feminists good job you uh, actually out uh genocided uh, hitler so <laughs> there you go that's fantastic uh, and, and, of course, uh, the left is going insane. Joy Behar, she's 79 years old and quite a catch. She's saying that women just need to stop putting out. Uh, just do a sex strike. Women in history have conducted sex strikes forever, forever, forever. And uh, not necessarily uh, publicly. Uh, they happen at home, too. I'll just tell you right now. They, they just, that sort of stuff happens, too. It's, uh, you know, when some things don't get done, you know. Anyway, yeah, Joy ba- Joy Behar. It's funny because you know everybody was commenting on Joy Behar and the threat of uh, Joy Behar saying, "No sex for you." <laughs> it's it's like saying a, you know a restaurant that just was just closed down for a massive salmonella outbreak. They're like, "Well, we're shutting the uh, the restaurant down because of whatever." It you know it's already the restaurant's closed. Okay, with Joy, nothing against people. Maybe you are seventy nine years old and you still just. You know, like bunnies, but uh, you know, uh, not so much, not so much. But uh, but the uh, the right and people on uh, on uh, social media are just laughing about this. Uh, let's see, Donald Trump Jr. said, "I don't think the ladies of the View participating in the sex strike is going to have the effect that they intended." Just saying. <laughs> you know, I know maybe you're into kind of shrill, annoying redhead women who are almost eighty years old. Maybe that's your thing. Is that your is that your thing? Uh, let's see here. And, and, you know, sure. Okay, I'll make fun of their sexuality. Why the hell not? Uh, I'm not, you know, I, yes, listen, I'm married 24 years and we watch HGTV every night. What do you suppose my sex life is like? Fearless of Jason Whitlock, uh, he said that if, if the women on The View go on a sex strike, uh, but there is no one trying to have sex with them, did the sex strike actually happen? Like if a tree falls in the woods. <laughs> Oh, and then there's another one. This is from uh, Vernon Jones, congressional candidate. He goes, the less of these folks we have reproducing, the better. So thank you. You know, I got to, and I knew this would happen. I knew this was happening because we have the uh, self-loathing liberal that exists in the world to the point that they hate each other. They hate themselves so much that they're willing to, you know, a lot of times uh, very white liberals and they, they, you know, they, re- oh, I realize my privilege and I have been so privileged and I need to be punished. I don't know what it is. Is it something, is it kind of kinky? You, you are so self-loathing that you want to be punished for something you didn't do? Because that's what it kind of reminds me of. That's what it kind of uh, re- reminds me of. It's it's all just quite mentally unhinged, unhinged. And then and then the the Young Turks. You ever heard the show called The Young Turks? I, I never watched The Young Turks because they're insufferable. And they got this big fat dork who hosts the thing. And the only time I have ever watched the, the Young Turks is when after the 2016 and watching them all freak out and cry. I don't. I've never watched the show. I've never watched it since then. But uh, but I remember watching that uh, that night and watching them just their heads. Explode explode and things have not gotten any better because one thing they're not young Turks anymore they're all like middle-aged or in their 40s uh, the whole deal but there's this one her name is Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks and she melted down on Tuesday and here's what she had to say about Roe v. Wade 
If we're going to sit around and wait for our elected lawmakers to protect us from these religious zealots and these right-wing authoritarians, man, we have another thing coming. Well, you know, if we were right-wing authoritarians, why did we wait 50 years for a, for a, uh, something to happen. I mean, you had your authority. You had Roe v. Wade for 50 years to the tune of 60 million babies. How are we right-wing authoritarians who've just suddenly out of nowhere shut down Roe v. Wade? How many times do we need to be disappointed by them? I'm done with them. I am personally, I don't speak for everyone in this network. I want to be clear. I'm speaking for myself. I'm done with them. Completely. Which, by the way, if you, if you count up your listenership, uh, it's pretty much yourself. And maybe like one other person. Please. The Democratic Party, every single one of them, that includes the squad, I don't care anymore. They have not <laughs> delivered. They have not delivered. I'm done. Good. It's time done. to organize, create organizations uh, that get women and get people in this country what they need. People who are willing to pick up the slack for these disgusting corrupt politicians. Wow. That's what we need to focus on. And I'm actually going to agree with her on the last sentence there about all the politicians. <laughs> Not just the left. But uh, she's going to go out and she's going to raise some noise and she's going to march around and stomp her feet and the whole deal. That's what the left does. And they're going to go to a church and they're going to do a march and they're going to dress up like that stupid show. What is that stupid show? Handmaid's Tale. They're going to wear their Handmaid's Tale outfit. And by the way, only about like 10% maybe of the population understands the Handmaid's Tale thing because it was a big deal. Was it on Netflix? I think it was on Netflix, the Handmaid's Tale. Everyone was watching the, it's like the Sex of the City reboot. Nobody watched it. Dear God. <laughs> so, this is so funny. And then the these pro-abortion activists are calling for a Mother's Day protest at churches. Please do that. Please do that. And and I just want to say to all the church-going individuals out there who some of these idiots come in, do me a favor. Get them out of there. Let's say because it's private. It's private property. Okay, so you can you can haul them out. You can grab them by the scruff of the neck. Uh, I'm not promoting violence, but you know honestly, please bring that to my church. Just please bring that to my purchase. We pro-choice abortion activists calling on the Americans to storm Catholic churches. That's even a worse mistake on Mother's Day to protest the potential overturning of landmark abortion decision Roe v. Wade. This is this is the these are the candy aisle kids that I've been talking about. The ones who throw a temper tantrum when they don't get what they want, and they think that they are the center of the universe, and you should be the center of their universe. So they're going to march and do churches on Mother's Day. And they're going to uh, uh, storm around and stomp up and down and wear their stupid hands made tail outfits and try to convince the people in the church that uh, this is what they're, you know, that it, this is the righteous thing to do in a Catholic church. Uh, I hope they get their rear ends handed to them. Mm-hmm. Hello there, Allison. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How are you today? Oh, hello, Rob. Actually, I did bring this up to you several months back. Okay. And that is that I'm actually a birth mother. Oh, all right. And, uh, yeah, my, uh, I, I met a fella in college. I yes. had no business being with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so, but, um, yeah, there was, I absolutely would never have considered the, the alternatives that yeah. these women are trying to keep... <laughs> Is fervently fight for. Let's put it that way. Yeah. No. No. no, Your your experience. Okay. So you had a a, an unplanned pregnancy in college. Okay. Yeah. And and did you adopt the child or what? I found a a wonderful home. Actually. Oh God bless you. (laughs) This home. You're not gonna believe this. Okay. So I found a couple. See, I wanted a mom and a dad who loved each other and could love this baby and bring this baby up into the world properly, and I didn't have that. So. 
I wow. decided to put her, place her into this home where I found out it was. They, I didn't know this until she found me in 2017. But um, wow. she was raised in Baldwin, Maryland. Okay. Uh, I, she was lo- raised on a lovely horse farm. That's one of the things that I noticed about the profile of this couple. Wow. And um, I thought, okay, well, not only will she be around beautiful animals, majestic animals, but she'll also learn to work. Yeah. And um, and the other thing that they had going for them is that they had adopted a um, uh, a little boy about three years prior. Wow. And I, I thought, oh, thank goodness, she won't be an only and she'll have a big brother to protect her and look out for her. And I just, I wanted the best for all of my children. Alice, and, yeah, I, I just think that is an amazing story. And yeah. Alice, when I was looking for my um, birth mother, I, I thought to myself, I hoped that there wasn't a day that she wouldn't think about me after oh. giving me up for adoption. Oh, and I know that's forget. the case. I know that's the case with your yeah. daughter. No. Do, you, do you stay in touch with your daughter? Does yes. She, oh, good my God. for you. Good she for you. Is, uh, she's doing great. She, she moved out to Montana. Wow. <laughs> and she's, she's living life. I, I'll tell you, she, she is a snowboarding instructor. Nice. On really fancy resorts. And she... She travels a lot. She's been to like Machu Picchu and no you know, kidding. She's, yeah, she's she's, she's doing. Oh, she's having a great time, and she's glad. found a nice fella in her life. And good. So yeah, so I she's doing wonderful. You are I'm amazing. So COVID broke the economy. Now a recession may be coming. A Federal Reserve survey broke some bad news. Dating back to the 50s, whenever inflation and employment have hit today's levels, history suggests a recession may be near. Remember what the last recession did to your retirement? Well, I do. My friends at Lear Capital shared how investing in physical gold and precious metals can be a brilliant strategy against what's coming. Smart investors are buying gold and precious metals now for two reasons. One, gold can be a great hedge during a recession. Two, the closer a recession gets, the more your gold could be worth. Don't let your retirement take a hit like 08. Talk with my team at Lear Capital about owning precious metals for your savings and retirement accounts. One thing you'll love, Lear has a 24-hour risk-free purchase guarantee. These guys are completely committed to your satisfaction. Right now, you'll receive up to $10,000 in free bonus coins based on the value of gold coins you purchase. Visit LearCarson.com. That's LearCarson.com. Uh, let's go to Michelle in Westminster, Maryland. Hello there, Michelle. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Yeah. You have to realize that these idiots that are saying that they're going to withhold sex from their husbands yes. or from whatever man that might be stupid enough to even lay in a bed with them, yes. these are the same idiots that will take their shirts off and bare their breasts thinking that that's actually going to change yeah. the world, too. So. You know, it, it's very interesting. Um, women, you know, a lot of the times, at least some women, do things... Uh, thinking that they're experiencing some sort of liberation, but they're really doing the opposite. Amen uh, to that. The, the sexual revolution, women said, well, we'll have sex like men do, and we won't have any strings attached, and we won't do this. Has that really taken off? I mean, have, do really, really a lot of women want sex with no strings attached? I mean, you kind of, you know, want to have yeah, some sort of emotional not. connection with somebody. And then well, they're... Just because- just because these people don't know how to have a, an emotional connection with anything, that they feel that that has to be uh, with everybody else. If their yeah. life is miserable, they want their they want everyone else's lives to be miserable. What you're one hundred percent about the left and spreading misery. That's their goal. 
that is their goal. And if if they can't be happy, they don't want anybody else to be happy. But yeah. the reason I called in mm-hmm. was to say thank you for loving us because mm. I know it is not easy for you to do what you do because there's a lot of prep that goes into it, but you have to love what you're doing. You have to love the reason why you're doing it. Yeah. And hearing you on the radio told me that, and I know where your heart is, and I just want to say thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us to, enough to do what you do, because I know it's not easy. We're in this together, Michelle. We are in, in this together. Um, well, we are. some people can fake it. Some yeah, well, I, it, I know that. You don't. God bless you, girlfriend. Have a glorious weekend. We appreciate you, and uh, and Happy I hope Mother's we'll see you Day again soon. All the mamas. Absolutely. Uh, oh, real quick, and by the way, you know, and I've been seeing all this uh, this material about uh, food warehouses in America being hit by airplanes or burning down, and um, you know, who knows? All I know is what I see in the grocery store, and right now, CBS is reporting that bread prices by the fall will be up thirty five percent. Bread. Prices. Unbelievable. 10% increase in groceries since last March. And I think if you believe it's just 10%, you haven't been shopping in a while. Because every time I go, and I've never seen this in my life, and I've been shopping for me and my wife and my family for 28 years, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen a price of a can of soup go from a buck fifty to three dollars in my life. I've never seen chicken breasts that were a dollar eighty-eight a pound at Walmart going to two eighty-nine, three fifty. And you know, you may, if you are an elite, and you think, "Hey, what is this?" What is this? You have no idea what you know a chicken breast. What a big deal it is to the average family when you go and you're buying chicken breasts and they go up four or five dollars just for one single pack, and then you add that onto everything else you have. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. And I mentioned yesterday also, you know, you think about the baggage handler at the airport making what? 15? Maybe if he's lucky, slogging every day, busting his rear end, coming home, and they're wondering, you know, what do we do about filling the car with gas? What do we do about, you know, paying? I've got a root canal. How are we going to come up with $1,200 for a root canal? When the damn groceries are so out of control. And then, of course, the, the Democrats say, but we want to make sure that all the kids who don't have jobs because of their worthless degrees have their, their student government loans paid off. You know, I'm sorry, Junior. Uh, just because you got a worthless degree and you borrowed a buttload of money to pay for it doesn't mean we got to pay for your stupid student loan. Here's a better idea. How about the Democrats get out of bed with higher academia and higher academia spending some of the damn money they have in their trust funds? How about that? How about some of that? How about let's get let's get control of the out of control. Listen, higher education has had a much more rapid inflation increase than the last year in groceries. And higher education has been doing it for 30 years. So how about we do that? How about higher education start cutting their costs, getting rid of some tenured professors, getting rid of some people who've been sitting there and not doing anything anymore, getting rid of some of these these unbelievable benefits packages after retirement that nobody else has? How about that? How about that? How about you do that and let people who have trouble affording bread buy their bread that is now 35% higher, or it will be in the fall if it isn't already? Unbelievable. As you can hear the chants from the crowd, let's go, Brandon.
<clears throat> By the way, uh, uh, groups of liberal activists said they're going to visit the homes of the conservative Supreme Court justices um, on May 11th. And I really would love to see them get there, uh, get a beat down. I really, oh, God, it would be glorious. If there was just a beat down, I'm sorry. You know, if you're going to uh, protest in front of somebody's house and you're going to call national attention to them and make them a target of potential violence like, you know, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and the left normally do, then I hope they get their asses beat. I really, really do. So they have been, they, the activists are using the moniker Ruth sent us. It's kind of funny because Ruth thought um, Roe v. Wade was a terrible decision and also thought that the uh, the choice should be in the, done by the states, by the way. <clears throat> so kind of stupid. Ruth sent us. They're going to be going to the homes of um, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, John Roberts, Samuel Alito, of course, Brett Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch. So uh, that's what they're planning on, though. And by the way, the D.C. police has already erected a fence around the Supreme Court building in anticipation of escalating protests this weekend. Oddly enough, no offer of the National Guard. But it's, you know, it's leftists. Leftists can burn the place down. They won't do anything about it. So uh, another thing that happened, I thought was, uh, you know, we, we knew this was going to happen, of course. Um, we've got uh, Jen Psaki, no more hot Psaki, at the White House. She's going to be uh, becoming the uh, uh, MSNBC afternoon. What are they going to call it? Is it going to be called hot Psaki? I think they should call it hot Psaki. I want to be paid for that. It should be hot Psaki. What else could it be called? I don't know. But I've got a nickname for uh, uh, Jean-Marie Jean- Belgeon. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre is her name, but I call her Jean-Marie Belgeon. The Mousy Marxist. How's that? The Mousy Marxist. It's a, you know, it's, it, no? No? I'm looking at my producer. He's like, eh? eh? You don't like the Mousy Marxist? Okay, that's fine. I can work on it. I got, I got more to work on. <clears throat> but Jen Psaki's show. I think hot sake would be really good. I think hot sake would be very good. A lot of people call her peppermint patty. You could do it. Uh, patty meltdown. How about that? How about the, the patty meltdown? Do you think that'd be good? Because patty melt is a delicious sandwich with Swiss cheese and a cheeseburger. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe patty meltdown or uh, hot sake. Uh, you can, if you want to chime in, 800-922-6680. That's, a, that's, that's an aside. If you come up with one and you're calling for something else, what should Jen Psaki's uh, <laughs> show be called? So Corinne Jean-Pierre Beljean is uh, a CNN. She's, uh, she's, uh, her partner is CNN political reporter Suzanne Malveaux. And they have a daughter named Soleil. All right. And that's wonderful. That's, that's, that's great. Who cares? Uh, but the important things is that, uh, you know, she does check a couple boxes. She is a black lesbian, so that's a big deal. That's kind of a big deal. Uh, you know, if I decide, perhaps if Donald Trump, when he runs again and he wins, maybe I should uh, identify as being a black lesbian, and then I could maybe become the next uh, press secretary. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, while many were celebrating the historic nature of her appointment, Others noted that it poses questions of a conflict of interest. Because, of course, she's uh, literally in bed with a CNN national correspondent. <laughs> but isn't this what it is? Isn't this the way Washington, D.C. is? You move one way and then you, you, know, you, 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 you run for office, then you get out of office, you become a lobbyist, you, uh, you run for office, you're in office, or you're, you work on Capitol Hill, you get a job at CNN or MSNBC or CBS or NBC or ABC uh, or, or the sundry uh, liberal uh, websites and whatnot. It's very incestuous. I'll get into a little bit more, including the really cutesy, like, office TV show goodbye that she did yesterday with Jean-Marie Beljean. Uh, I'll have the audio on that, and your phone calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. It's The Rob Carson Show. So the Attorney General Merrick Garland, whose biggest uh, achievement, I guess, since he became 
the AG was to sick the FBI on CRT opposing parents at school board meetings. The man is a, a disgusting, foul little gnome. Uh, like even worse than Anthony Fauci. He's an insufferable man. He can't listen to him. He's clearly a statist. And uh, and I'm going to get to the new department that they're creating. They created the Department of Disinformation. They created the Department of Disinformation with uh, Nina Jenkowitz. I'll share a little bit of uh, audio from her in a few. She is a radical leftist political tool. Then it's Alejandro Mayorkas acted like, well, we had no idea she was a radical leftist tool. We had no idea. I'm like, you, you know, do you think we're stupid? Do you? Yes, you do. And we're not. And honestly, we're tired of your crap. I opened the show last night on stage. I said, you know why I think the 2020 election was stolen? They held out the microphone. Because you're not stupid. I said, you know why I think the Wuhan, the, the COVID-19 virus came from the Wuhan lab? Because you're not stupid. And that's, to me, it's a way of encapsulating all of the nonsense that the left tries to pull over on us. And the lies they try to pull over on us, like these idiotic cloth masks. I said that was bullcrap a year ago. I said it was worthless. It's very clear it's worthless. Dear God in heaven, it's like one of the... It's like saying, you know, those salad bar covers. When you go to the grocery store and you go to the salad bar, like that shield is... I mean, sure, if you spit right on the shield. But you see, if you just... You can reach your hand under the shield. Uh, so chances are there's some germs that could get under the shield. So if you think that shield, I mean, the only thing that shield is going to, you know, stop is, you know, somebody hacking a loogie into the salad bar, maybe, but that's about it. Otherwise completely worthless, like the cloth mask. But you know, that was, if you said anything about the cloth mask, I used to be disinformation and misinformation, but it's actually the truth. You knew it was the truth. I knew it was the truth, but now the government says that if you still wear a cloth mask, that's fine, you can do it. But they're not admitting that, oh, yeah, no, that was actually, uh, it was wrong. And that's the difference between truth and uh, misinformation and disinformation. You know, because the government can change the definition of what is misinformation or disinformation. You know why? Because they change their position. And when they change their position and you disagree, theirs is information. And what you say that is not their information is Misinformation and disinformation has nothing to do with the truth, kids. Has nothing to do with the truth. I had to uh, and almost did a spit take last night when I was watching Jen Psaki uh, saying that she called uh, uh, Jean-Pierre Beljean, uh, her replacement as press secretary, her sister in truth. I believe it was sister in truth. Here's some of the cutesy from yesterday on Capitol Hill as uh, Jen Psaki introduced uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. So, um... Uh... I just want to uh, take the opportunity to celebrate and congratulate my friend. She was verklempt. She was verklempt. Colleague, my partner in truth, Corinne Jean-Pierre. The next. Okay, partner in truth. Partner in truth. Well, the original cliche is partner in crime. I think that's a little uh, more apropos. White House press secretary. Uh, now, many people in this room have known her for some time, um, but for any- particularly Susan Malvo from CNN. Anyone who does not know her, I want to provide a little bit of a primer for you, so settle in. Um, first, as you all know, she will be the first black woman, uh, the first out LGBTQ+. Okay, now she is the first black woman, but how the hell do we know she's a woman? If you look at the, the new Supreme Court Justice, uh, KGB, 
or MKG or whatever, you know, uh, she doesn't know what a woman is. So how can we legitimately say if Democrats voted for a woman who has no idea what a woman is, how can we really say that this is, is historical? Because we don't really know what a woman is, according to Ketanji Brown Jackson. Person to serve in this role. Uh, which is amazing because representation matters, and she is going to... No, not really. No, no, not really. Uh, You're a press secretary. It's not really historical. I mean, uh, where's the first Indian-American press secretary? Where's the first... I don't think... We had a Japanese-American press secretary. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Native American press secretary, anything like that. Uh, You know, they they always... Not only do they decide what a woman is and and what uh, what choice is, they also get to decide what is historical, by the way. (laughs) They get to decide uh, what is historical. To, uh, she will give a voice to so many and allow. And she- we don't need her to be a voice for so many. She's a mouthpiece for the administration. She's not representing anybody. She's a political ideologue. That's it. She's not representing anything. This is not any sort of new mountain that anybody has climbed. This is not historical. She's a mousy Marxist, and uh, that's what she is. And all she is is a mouthpiece for the Biden administration. Nothing historical, no representation, unless you're thinking maybe being, you know, maybe you're a Marxist who hates America in the country, then you're represented. Show so many what is truly possible when you work hard and dream big, and that matters. And we should not... Uh, we should celebrate that. But I also want to make clear what all of her qualifications are. Yeah, you know, are I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear this because it's a line of crap. But I will tell you what some of her qualifications are if you'd like to hear them. Oh, by the way, I mentioned they, they were quite excited about uh, her being um, named the press secretary. Uh, Juwan Holmes, the associated editor of online magazine LBGTQ Nation, spent the last two years writing about Jean Pierre's work. And said he anticipated the con- the uh, concern. So, uh, wow. Okay, sure. Why don't they have a, squ- a straight white guy nation magazine? I suppose that would be you know not not correct. You could have the uh, honestly. Do you need to have your own magazine? I guess. Do you need to have your own magazine? Uh, you know. Listen, I'm gay. I'm, I'm, somebody's going to take this out of context. I'm gay, and the only magazine I read is LGBTQ Nation. Really? Is that the way it is? Is that really the way it is? I, what it would be the white guy national magazine? Would it be like uh, Huntington Fishing or something? I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah. So anyway, Jean-Pierre Valjean uh, worked for a radical organization, MoveOn.org. Did you know that? It was founded in the 90s to oppose the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Remember MoveOn.org? They accused General David Petraeus of betraying the country. Remember that? Radical. Jean-Pierre has a history of anti-Israeli radicalism. That's big. That's surprising. Uh, she boycotted the annual American-Israel Public Affairs Committee policy conference in Washington, D.C., uh, she also said that um, once uh, somebody has been accused of uh, sexual misconduct, they shouldn't seek public office at all. Just the accusation. Just the accusation. And, of course, she's married to a CNN anchor. That should disqualify her as well. Do you really think that all of the money they're sending, this after the Obama administration sent Pallets of cash to Iran. Do you think that that suddenly out of nowhere, from thirteen billion to now fifty billion dollars, uh, with no checks and balances, with no itemized list, that we're sending to the third most corrupt country in the world, where Joe Biden's son has had uh, corrupt ties with an oil and gas company? Do you really think this is not, in some degree, the biggest money laundering operation in the history of the world? 
I mean, dear God in heaven. Again, we're not stupid, right? We are not stupid. You know, we're not doing this with any other conflict around the world. We're not sending $50 billion. We're leaving $50 billion worth of equipment in Afghanistan. Now we're sending $50 billion to Ukraine, the most corrupt country, one of the most corrupt countries in the world, where the president of the United States' son took advantage of a position on a gas company that's corrupt with no experience at all to make a million dollars a year. And and there's more than that on the laptop. So if you don't think that there's some graft involved here, you're high. And then yesterday, Merrick Garland, who, boy, it's not very often you, you see and you hear people, and maybe some of you think this of me, but here's somebody who's just absolutely insufferable. This man talking, the sound of his voice, his personality, his void of personality, he's the perfect, 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 lifeless, uh, gaunt, pale government tool you could possibly imagine. And here he is yesterday announcing, and honestly, as a man of advanced age, he should be embarrassed announcing the new Office of Environmental Justice. Here he is. Today, I am announcing three actions that the department is taking to advance environmental justice. Okay, hold on. Somebody give him a freaking cough drop. Do you hear his voice? He needs a cough drop. Here he is. First, consistent with the president's executive order on tackling the climate crisis at home and abroad, we are issuing a comprehensive environmental justice enforcement strategy. There you go. It's the Environmental Justice League. It's the Environmental Justice League, ladies and gentlemen, with little toads like this. You know, they should have their own uh, Justice League headquarters under the Capitol where they can all gather their lair. Do you remember the lair? They should have the lair. And Merrick Garland could be there in the lair. And Jean-Pierre Beljean, she could be there. And Nina Jankowicz could be there. They'd be a 2022 version of the, uh, of, uh, uh, remember that show when, when uh, we Generation Xers were kids, the uh, Hall of Justice and the Super Friends? The super, these are like the super enemies. I'm thinking the super enemies of the state. <laughs> Here is a little bit more from Eric Garland, the attorney general of the United States, who has nothing better to do in his life than to announce the creation of the Office of Environmental Justice. Associate Attorney General Vanita Gupta will discuss that strategy in just a moment. I have a feeling she's not, uh, you know, married to Sanjay. I don't know. Maybe I can Second. I'm pleased to announce that we are launching the Justice Department's first-ever Office of Environmental Justice to oversee and help guide the Justice Department's wide-ranging environmental justice efforts. Okay. Um, So what the hell is that? What the hell is environmental justice? It's like the idiotic uh, social justice. Social justice is a nonsense cover word to cover a very left-leaning program. Environmental justice is only there to support the uh, the Green New Deal, the Green Agenda, which is a Marxist agenda that even the rabid followers admit to uh, to really uh, achieve green the the objectives they want. They have to eliminate capitalism. It's a tool of Marxism to get rid of capitalism. That's all it is there for. And this idiotic Office of Environmental Justice will be just like Nina Jankowitz's uh, Office of Disinformation, except for it'll be disinformation about, about uh, you know, if you say anything bad about a windmill, they will investigate you. I don't doubt this. 
I don't doubt this one damned bit. I don't doubt this one bit that if you want to get out and you want to be an anti-Green New Deal supporter, you'll get visited by these people some way, shape, or form. You'll get surveilled like the uh, FBI did a couple years ago. 4.3 million people surveilled by the FBI without a warrant. This is what this is all about. This is about an enforcement agency that is making sure you are compliant. One with speech and one with their idiotic Green New Deal socialist nonsense. Like all parts of government, it will get its own acronym, O-E-J. Oh, hold, hold on. It's getting its own acronym. Ooh, back that up. I want to hear, back that thing up is what we like to say. Back that thing up. I want to hear what the, uh, the, the acronym here is again. Go ahead. Like all parts of government, it will get its own acronym, O-E-J. Ah, uh, the O-E-J. And third, the Justice Department is issuing an interim final rule that will restore the use of an important law enforcement tool. What's that? Supplemental environmental projects subject to new guidelines. This this is absolutely nonsense. Uh, Faculty lounge mental masturbation. That's what this is. And that he'd say, and like all of our agencies, it has an acronym. Because I know you couldn't figure out what the acronym for Office of Environmental Justice is. Unbelievable. Lines and limitations that I will also be issuing today. Wow. Just wow. When will they put people in charge who are adults on Capitol Hill? The Office of Environmental Justice. Dear God in heaven. This is about Marxism. This is about be creating a bureau. This is about controlling thought. Uh, controlling um, any sort of uh, dissent, huh? dissent, dissent, ladies and gentlemen. That's what this is all about. Office of Environmental Justice. And, and that they have the power to just create these agencies and do all the hiring is obscene. It really is. They just created the Office of Environmental Justice without a vote, without anything. They did this disinformation department without a vote, without anything. It turns out Nina Jankowitz may have already been working for this uh, disinformation bureau, which has no power. And if it does, it needs to be torn down with a bulldozer. If it attempts to enforce that nonsense, it needs to be knocked over with a bulldozer. Okay? And that may be, uh, you know, uh, legislatively, by the way. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.